Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, September 24th, 2020. And I'm your host, Detroit Sports Center Noel Bianchi, here today, as always, with longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith. Ethan, how's it going? It's going, man. It's Friday, Junior. Friday, Junior. Did you have a good day on, on, on Wednesday? We're watching the uh, watching the Stanley Cup Finals Game 3. Stamkos is slash was back. Nets uh, a goal in the, in the first period. Gets the yeah, double stars. That was pretty electric, huh? Yeah, his one sh- he's he's one for one in the playoffs on his his shooting percentage is one hundred percent. That's crazy. The the Toronto Maple Leafs could use a guy like that. <laughs> so uh, we got some things to get into today, but we're going to talk about the Elliot Friedman tweet about Jimmy Howard from over the weekend. You know, we got some updates or we got some news regarding. Philip Zadina, uh, Michael Rasmussen, Jared McIsaac. We're going to talk about uh, what Gary Bettman said about the start of the upcoming season. I uh, I wanted to just – I don't know if apologize is, is the right thing to do here, but just kind of let you guys know that, you know, it, it some of these things kind of feel like old news at this point, like the Jimmy Howard thing, the Zadina thing. I wanted to uh, – I, I would – obviously have preferred to talk about these things earlier on in the week. And if you were wondering why we ran draft profiles instead of talking about these things, it's because uh, that's just kind of, there's such little news with the Red Wings these days that we, we kind of really have to schedule everything out ahead of time. So when something drops like this or when news comes through like this, it's just kind of hard to pivot at the last minute because we're not prepared to record. Uh, We already have the episodes, you know, edited and scheduled for that day so uh apologies that we're just getting to this now but i i just wanted to kind of make that clear you know if if you didn't know that jimmy howard wasn't going to be on this team next year i mean (laughs) that's a fair (laughs) point Uh, i mean it's something that we've been talking about for the last four months i mean and besides other uh prospects going overseas to play i mean what can you do we're trying yeah, so our best over here. I, I guess we'll start there. Jared McIsaac and uh, Michael Rasmussen, the two latest Red Wings players to get loaned out to European teams. McIsaac uh, was loaned out a little bit earlier in the week to HPK of the SM League and Michael Rasmussen, uh, I believe a few hours ago, gets loaned to the Graz 99ers uh, in Austria. Where? Austria? In Austria? Yeah. What? Uh, the start of the second world or the first world, one of the world wars, I think. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Austrian, Austrian, Hungary. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're good, Nolan. One of, one of those two. It's close <laughs> to Germany. They started both. I think so. I mean, like, I'm not saying Austria started the world war, but wasn't it? No, Austrian no, no. Germany, Germany started both. A, yeah. Wasn't an Austrian and Austria Turkey ambassador that got shot? Ambassador? Yeah. Wasn't it? Do you no. know this, or are you just, or are you just? Uh, it was one of the SARS that start that got assassinated that started leading to that 
revolution and then oh blah 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 blah, blah. You, you know you turn some pages in a book and then it's it's world war one <laughs> Right, here we go well that's a history podcast uh so yeah i mean like my thoughts on this are biographics not... <laughs> uh my my thoughts on these two moves aren't very deep uh i mean obviously we we saw with phillips and nina he suffered an injury uh we'll, we'll get to that in just a bit but i mean you would prefer to have these guys playing rather than not playing and with the nhl kind of deciding that they that the december 1st uh timeline for the start of their next season not quite on the table we'll get to that in just a minute uh i i mean i just don't think it can it can really hurt to have these guys playing hockey somewhere obviously you run the risk of injury but you run the risk of injury if they're playing hockey in the united states so i love it five to one tampa bay by the way and um look i don't know what rasmussen is going to be doing in austria besides tearing it up which is awesome good for him and with I, this is a big year for McIsaac too. It's good that he's going mm. to professional league in the Smoliga, which is how everybody should say it from now on. You don't know how it's pronounced. Who call, wants to? Who wants to call it SM Liga? That's boring. Smoliga. I'm with you. All right, cool. I'm not anyway, going to call it that, but you should. Big year for him in, in the AHL, seeing if he's going to be really able. If he took, if he can take that next step, and I think this is a really good spot for him to really get going there. Gotta love that. Um, poor, uh, poor Phillips Adina out with the upper body injury, huh? Yeah. And like I said, it's, it's the double-edged sword of sending your guys over to seas and saying like, Hey, take care of them. <laughs> like, you don't know what kind of treatment they're getting over there. Not that I'm saying that it's, it's going to be less than what it is over here, but the simple fact of the matter is you, you are taking players away from your organization where you can keep an eye uh, on injuries much more closely uh, you know, get them the help that they need, probably have a wider access to resources. Although I don't know in a time like this, if that would actually turn out to be true. Uh, but yeah. And, and to your point with Rasmussen, I, I almost wonder if that's exactly what he needs is like the chance after suffering through these injuries uh, that he has had and, and trying to find a groove in the AHL, and at the NHL level, like I, I think that spending a time in a league where he can dominate will probably end up being a, a not bad thing for him. Well, if there's one thing I know, if he does get injured ever since World War One, Austria has been <laughs> has had a one health care. So I know that if he gets hurt, he's going to be in good hands. Is that true? No, I have no idea. Oh. Maybe. All right. Uh, and the last thing I want to get to before we go to our first break of the day, uh, Gary Bettman, he gave his uh, State of the League news conference uh, before game one of the Stanley Cup final. Basically, the biggest takeaway was that the NHL season will not start on December 1st. I don't think that that was ever really a feasible plan to begin with, given uh, given just the way everything has worked out, trying to fit a training camp and, and knowing that there's a handful of teams who are going to be coming out of the toughest hockey playing experience of their lives, like less than two months beforehand. I think that would have just been kind of, uh, cruel. I don't know. I don't know if cruel is the right word. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but, uh, I, I think it makes sense that the, the season could slip into January, which was what he said. I think that was probably from, from jump the better option, obviously, you would not like uh, your teams, especially the ones who didn't make the playoffs, to be sitting around for this long. But I think you, as far as the 
general full what's best for the league uh as a whole i I think that january 1st starts pretty good you got to think too if this is going to be a condensed season or even a shortened season they're still going to have to fit if they want to get back on schedule of having summers off i mean what if this goes in well that's what i was thinking too like this this could just be like a lockout shortened year yeah i mean that's i that's probably how this is gonna go yeah yeah Something like that. Uh, Well, let us get into our first ad of the day, and it's Rock Auto, everybody. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Now, listen, do you need tires? Do you need new brakes? Do you need a new mirror? Do you need a new bumper? RockAuto.com. They've got it all. They've got a catalog that is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, and dare I say, a little bit fun to explore i like i'm not a big car guy myself but once i found rockauto.com i found myself what's an alternator yeah just kind of (laughs) i've added it to my social media rotation so i'm like twitter instagram uh then i go on facebook for two seconds and then i spend the rest of the night on uh rockauto.com just kind of customizing see what i can get looking at looking at car parts that i've never heard of before i'm like oh wow transmission fluid that sounds pretty sweet you know do not hesitate to get there right now and get everything you need, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver. They've got it all in one convenient location. And once you're there, just do us a favor, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. All right. Second to last thing on the agenda that we got to talk about today, Jimmy Howard uh, will not, will not be appearing uh, in a game for the Detroit Red Wings next season. Elliot Freeman reporting over the weekend uh, via Twitter. He said, quote, add another team slash player to the goalie market, Detroit and Jimmy Howard. Howard, 36, said he was probably not going to continue playing with the Red Wings. The squash rumors he was retiring saying, somebody's going to have to tell me I can't play anymore. And that last year is not the way he wants to finish his career. Valid. Uh, He added, He's been training for two months in preparation and that he's discussed with his family the possibility of moving away for a year if somewhere close to home is not an option. Poor fella. I mean, you hate to see it come like this, but I mean, this is kind of how it is when people get at this point in their careers. Um, I mean, I wish him the best of luck. I've always really liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, I really just, I remember the, what, from 2009 to about 2013, he was the backbone of this team. Yes. That's what I like to remember him by, you know. It's it's just the way it goes in NHL, especially he with goaltending. He got a lot of he got a lot of heat, and like obviously that's not like a new thing for goaltenders, especially in this city. I mean, look how long Chris Osgood put up with it. Uh, you know, just kind of that, that's just the way it is. The starting goalie, he's like the starting quarterback. He's always going to be a subject of discussion. He's always going to have people breathing down his neck, saying that the next guy in line is going to be better. Or they should go get somebody else. But the fact of the matter is, the reason that this team did not succeed in the early 2000s or 2010s was not Jimmy Howard's fault at all. You mentioned that 2013 uh, <clears throat> playoff season. Back he was n- 924 save percentage, 2.44 goals against average. Detroit takes uh, Chicago, the eventual Stanley Cup winners, to a game seven after holding a 3-1 lead. Uh, and then the year after that against Boston, he was even better. Uh, 931 save percentage. Obviously, that one didn't go uh, – the, the the sample size on that one is a lot smaller because they got absolutely waxed 
by the Boston Bruins, but uh, still, I mean, not not a terrible overall, uh, you know, playoff history except for that 2012 year. I think that was the year they lost to the Nashville Predators. Uh, that things really, really got ugly there for a second. But yeah. outside of that, like Jimmy Howard, not just the backbone, uh, but a guy that you could rely on to be the backbone. Third all-time game is played? Third all-time in wins for a goaltender. Uh, look at him. Yeah, I, be- I believe that. Uh, or I believe that's, that to be the case. I think it goes uh, Sawchuk, Osgood, and then Howard. I looked that up a long time ago, though, so don't. Quote me on that, but we're going to uh, miss Jimmy Howard. Miller? Who's Miller? Ryan. Ryan Miller? Yes. He played zero games for the Detroit Red Wings. Oh, I thought it was an NHL. No. What? Jimmy Howard, third most wins in NHL history? No, for an American-born goalie. Oh. When did it when? <laughs> no, 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 that doesn't make any sense. Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. Ethan got Ethan got confused for a second. Yeah, I can tell. Oopsie poopsie. Uh so yeah, we're gonna I'm gonna miss Jimmy Howard. I wish <laughs> I, I am I feel sorry for him uh that his last season in Detroit ended like that. And I feel uh not bad for myself, but like I didn't want to see him go out like that. Like it like the a lot of the fans love Jimmy Howard, so uh, sucks for the fans, sucks for the for the goalie. But like you said, I mean, he's 36. Just just kind of a thing that happens once you get to this stage of your NHL career. Poor fellow. All right, final segment of the day here at the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Ethan sent me over. Me, me and Ethan have been in in some pretty heated texting debates lately, and I think this will probably spill over into how do you feel about it Friday. And to probably an episode uh, sometime next week, but you had uh, you sent me an article yesterday. Uh, do you mind sharing that with with the people? Can you can you read it? You're just you're better at reading out loud than me. Uh, all right, so this is <laughs> thank you. This is from Frank Saravelli of uh, TSN. He spoke to an anonymous agent, and uh, he said, uh, "Quote: I've told my players to expect a crunch." The agent continued, "Expect teams to be capped out. There will be very few unrestricted free agent dollars. The goal should be to stay in the league as opposed to getting dollars or long term." So, my takeaway from that was, huh? Maybe the Red Wings will have a chance at a premier forward or, or player who they previously might not have been in contention for. And what was your takeaway from this? That perhaps uh, lower tiered players may not get the dollars that they're looking for, but I don't see the feasibility. Is that a word? I think so. Yeah, that was, that was great. Thank you. Um, I just didn't know if I said it right, like in the right context. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, no, you did. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, I don't see the feasibility in those players taking shorter term deals when you have, they can't predict how their health is going to be or where these players that are, when the players do get to free agency, and they're looking for a long-term deal. They're what, genuinely 28 to 30. Those players aren't going to take short-term deals. Then what? They hit free agency in two years, okay, and they're just. Okay, but what if they can't? What if they can't get a long-term deal? Dude, Joel Edmondson got a four-year deal in Montreal. If he can get it, anybody can get a four-year deal. Right. We're not talking about four-year deals. You're talking about seven-year deals. Um. Look. I, well, one hundred percent. 
Petrangelo and Kruger and you get seven years somewhere. 100%. I don't like why I, I see. And that's what I don't get is like why you're so sure of that. Kruger wanted six years from the Bruins. You're telling me it's completely out of the realm possibility. He takes five somewhere else. But why would he if he has because he might not be able to get six he might not be able to get six years from anybody well grant he might not get he won't get six years from you know like columbus or dallas or something like that but he'll get he could easily get seven years from colorado easily you could easily get seven years from edmonton they've got a ton of money to spend Okay, Not but a ton, but they have enough money to spend where you can get him. So what? He instead of taking nine million or eight point five, he'll take seven point five for seven years. That's what he'll do. He's not going to come to Detroit for this horrible team for nine million dollars for four years. Well, first off, I didn't say he was coming to Detroit. However, there seems to be some building, uh, building anticipation here, and I don't think. I, I have been on this podcast. I have been on the record saying that Tory Krug coming to Detroit makes absolutely zero sense. I've said this multiple times, multiple episodes. We might have done a whole episode dedicated to it, but I am starting to come <laughs> around on the possibility of the Red Wings signing Tory Krug. And if at the right price, at the right deal, you might be right. He might not, he might refuse to take anything less than seven years, less than six years. But I think anything at five years is fine. Because, and actually this, this actually will, we will make this an episode later on next week because I kind of want to dig onto this more specifically. But here's my thinking behind all this. Eventually you're going to go out and you're going to get a Tory Krug player, right? No, if, I mean, if you draft them, then you don't have to go out there and overpay for them for a way too long of a contract. Okay, but, like, you're going to get – you're going to uh, – so when do you want Steve to Steve Eiserman to start spending money? Do you ever want Steve Eiserman to get a high uh, – a top-ticket free agent? Is that what you're saying? You never want that to happen? No, I want us to stink like Colorado did and then turn it around through great drafts. Okay, but the these- Red Wings have stunk. They've been at the bottom. They've had four they just straight got, years they in just the lottery. Got to, they just got to the bottom. This is the first year that they've been the worst team in the NHL. Okay. Colorado was the worst team in the NHL for a couple years. And then with the way that these young players are overturning and becoming studs, oh, would you look at that? Look where they are now. It doesn't take as long to rebuild. It's unfortunate. Right. That so why, would you, want, why would you want in year five of the rebuild – or year four of the rebuild to be just as bad as year three. I, I don't understand that. To get another top prospect right, that, can but, come, that can come in and make a difference immediately. Okay, but at this point, I think that finishing bottom five, if the Red Wings finish bottom five next year, I think it's an indictment on the rebuild rather than a symptom of it. That's ridiculous, dude. They, we just got out of all of these horrible contracts. Now what? You want us to sign, what, three or four players to be no, what, a, a middle-of-the-pack team? Four. Oh, my. I didn't what do you say, want, I said what do you nothing want? about what, just three sign or four one good player? free agents. Then I'm what, saying you got to start chipping away. Maybe, maybe one good player is what you want. No. And is Tory Crew going to make a bit of difference in our end? It might make a better difference. No. Philip Peronic was logging 25 minutes a game last year. Yeah, but if Philip Peronic is a two-way in, defenseman. If Krug comes in, DeKaiser's healthy, Sider's there, Tory Krug's Philip Peronic is end. instantly your fourth 
best defenseman. That is light years better than the situation that you were in last year. Yes. Yeah, but you, you also can't bank on, si- on Cider being a stud the second he gets here. That might not happen. And I understand that too. But I believe that he has a chance to be a difference maker. And okay, so you say Philip Peronic is your number three defenseman. I don't think you want to be having Philip Peronic be your number one defenseman every single night in the upcoming season. Why? He's great. Anyway, and another point too. Because is, how okay, is he like, going to get any better? By getting a ton of playing time like he did this year? And he just having his confidence year. crushed by, by just giving up goals left and he was, right because he was his our entire best team stinks? Yeah, and it wasn't good enough because his team sucks. Yes, dude, but what? So what? Do you expect Tory Krug to come here? Then what? We're a bubble playoff team? Because we're garbage, dude. No, no. You see, and that's the point that you're missing. I'm not saying oh, let's go out and let's sign one free agent. Let's go sign us one single order of Tory Krug, please. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying, hey, if you can get him at the right price, bring him in. Bring a very What's the right tier- price for you? Give me a number. What's the right price for you? I would take, and for how many years? I would take seven to eight years at five, or seven to eight million at five years. So what? That's eight million dollars on our books when we have. Yes, because you're gonna Mantha, have eight million dollars on your. Okay, okay. So let's sign. Let's Zedina, say the Red Wings sign Krug Sider, in two to three years. Correct. Bergeron, we Valino. We have to re-sign all of those right, guys. Right, right. When will Valino get his next contract? On the 34-year-old defenseman. When will Sider sign his next contract? You want, you want them to years. go out and get their big-ticket free agent in two years when it's yes. just starting and there's nothing they can do about that contract. Oh, guess what? Mo Sider needs a new deal. Can't afford to pay him. Oh, guess what? Joe Valino needs a new deal. Can't afford to pay him. Well, that's why you... you're suppo- you're trying to get this team to be competitive while a lot of their key players are still on their rookie contracts. Yeah, but there's no point in doing that. Is even if you get Tory Krug now, and let's say you sign one more, maybe middle of the pack, right wing, like it literally won't make a difference this year in the rebuild. Like we're still going to be a a garbage bottom five if team, they go even out and with get him, somebody. They go out and get a top six forward or a, at least a top nine forward. And then they make a trade or two that helps provide some cap relief. I'm not saying this, I want this to happen, but hypothetically, say if they, uh, you know, partook in a trade with the Vancouver Canucks and ended up with Jake Furtanen while helping them get Louis Erickson off the books, you get probably something. I mean, you could probably get that for dirt cheap. And I'm not saying that's a deal that would automatically work out. And I know that Jake Furtanen is on the block because he has had issues of coming into the player that the Canucks thought he was when they drafted him. But at the end of the day, 10 years ago, 2014, the year Dylan Larkin, uh, at the end of the day, like you're just, I don't understand how you can sit here and tell me that it's best for these players to sit here and finish bottom three in the league again, to get outscored by over a hundred goals again. That sounds like the worst possible thing for a group of young players trying to find confidence in their game. So look, we've got Larkin. We'll probably have Perfetti or Rossi, you know, let's just say one of those two. Okay. We've got our forward, our wing lines, our wingers are basically set. Our defense is getting built through prospects right now. We need a goaltender. In what, two, three years, those players can come on. We're going to get another, fo- another center or forward in this year's draft. Or, I mean, unless Eisman knows that Drysdale or, you know, Sanderson is 
the next Makar. And then, oh, then one of those defensemen comes in or a top line forward comes in. Oh, there's help right there. And then we stink next year. And then we have another top four, top three pick or the first overall pick. Okay, you never let know me what's going to happen. This. Did Dylan Larkin that, become no, no, a better wait, player wait, wait. last year? Yes. You think he is a better player yes. last year than he was a year before? Yes. Why? Have, have, have you well, – everything we've been saying about him, he's a leader off the I ice. I mean, he's always been that he was, guy. He's, I thought I saw much more of it this year than I ever have before. Okay, but what does that have to do with him being on the ice? Oh, he's getting better at handling media he's after still, losses? He's still growing as a player, and he's a, the one dominant forward on our team or centerman on our team. Yes, he's still getting better. I don't think he got that much better last year compared to the year before that. Well, I mean, agree to disagree, but I'm just saying now if we stink this year and we have a great prospect lined up at four, which we do, and then we stink this year, and then we get another pick next year. Five that could straight be first years. Overall. Five straight years of top 10. That's picks. how you build a team, dude. Toronto did the same shit. They all do the same thing. You build through the draft. So then you don't have to go and overpay in free agency. I it's going to stink for a little bit. I don't, I don't see. There's three. no point in getting a 30-year-old Tory crew. There's no point, man. Let, some, let a team that's on the cusp of winning a cup get him and live with that hell in four years when he's nowhere near the player. But you don't, you don't see any value in how that would help no. the players around them develop. No. I mean, for them to develop, if we're strictly speaking that – Yes, but it's going to handcuff us so much more. How than will it's it gonna handcuff you to have one big contract on the books after Larkin, Bertuzzi, Mantha have already been signed? Because you don't know what they're going to sign for yet. Nolan, you have no idea how much this is going right, to Right, and you don't, know what, you don't know what this guy's going to sign for. In three years, Sider could be asking for $9 million, and you've Correct. already given eight to him. And then what? Mantha, let's say Mantha has seven. Let's say Bertuzzi has five. Mantha Larkin's going to be up in, what, four years? Five years? He's going he's gonna to get a raise, too. He's only at 5.1 right now. He took a discount right now. He might not want a discount later. I understand. Oh, what stuff. I understand. wants six, seven. I understand what you're and then, saying. And then Askarov wants nine. You know, I'm just oh, saying. Askarov's in the mix too, along with their top know. four forward that they took in this draft. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> All right, we're done. Uh, I, I'm just throwing. Build it through the draft, Nolan. You're crazy. I'm not saying don't build it for the draft. I'm saying this team is literally an AHL team, a lot of nights, and that is not helping anybody get better. Free agency doesn't work. Show me, show me. Besides Marion Hose in Chicago, show me a, a player in free agency that's worked. I don't know, man. That uh, the Artemi Panarin signing turned out pretty well. That was a team who uh, probably jumped the shark a little bit. Now look at them. The Rangers, yeah, getting getting a bona fide hundred point getter. You can't <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> you can't go wrong with that one. <laughs> Yeah, all right. I'm. I'm. We're. We're gonna have this conversation at some point uh, later on down the road. We should get. I want to yell at you like this for a whole podcast. I, I can't wait. Uh, all right. Tomorrow's. How do you feel about it? Friday. Do us a favor. Rate, Thank review, God. subscribe. Tune in for that. I got more questions that'll probably get us a little bit fired up. So, I can't wait for it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at lo underscore Red Wings, and 
yeah, if you missed them already, go check out the, the draft profiles. We did Steve Corniano, so the draftanalyst.com earlier in the week. Uh, and then yesterday's episode, we danced on graves uh, with Kyle Demetrius. So lots of fun stuff going on here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. And it's only going to get better as we approach the NHL draft on October 6th. See you back here tomorrow. Same oh, and time, free agency. same play, and, and free agency when, for, Shut up. Uh, when the Red Wings signs work <laughs> on October 9th. So same Bye. time, same place. It's your team every day. All right.